Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Glory to God. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. 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 I just bless the Lord for being here tonight. Um, I think Apostle knows me well because I won't tell him no. Even though I'm like, thanks, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> but I won't tell him no because I know that uh, I just trust the God and the leading of, of him and, and the Pastor T. So. I've kind of always been in that place with them, so I just thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. I don't plan to be before you long, but hey, y'all know me, so anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible, and so I really just want to start out in prayer. Um, just want to pray right now, and you can just pray freely. Amen. Father God, we just bless you, and we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We just thank you for your sweet, sweet presence in this place. We glorify you, Lord God. We lift up your name, O Lord God, for we called on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you hear us, O Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that you are here with us right now. Oh God, we thank you right now, Lord God, that you are moving, that you're brooding even over this atmosphere. Oh Lord God, to move, O Lord God, even as your spirit, as you instruct, O God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus, O God, for every heart, O God, every heart that's in place, every heart that is postured, every heart, every ear that is hearing, O God, every, every mind that will understand tonight. We just bless you even now in the name of Jesus. We glorify you, Lord God, for your spirit. We glorify you, Lord God, for your truth. And we bless you right now, Lord God, for the transformation that shall come forth, that shall take place, oh Lord God, in each and every one of us, oh Lord. We just magnify you, O oh Lord God. We bless your name, O oh Lord God, for you're good. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy of all the honor. You're worthy of all the glory. Hallelujah. O oh Lord God, we thank you right now, O oh Lord God, that as we stand in your image and in your likeness, you empower us, O oh Lord God, to do. Hallelujah, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God, for empowerment, for equipment, O oh God, tonight. Hallelujah. For your grace, O oh Lord God, your results on our actions, O oh Lord God. Even as we go out, oh, Lord God, hallelujah, oh, Lord God, spreading the gospel of the kingdom, we just bless you right now in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, that in each and every respective location, oh, God, that you have your way, oh, God, hallelujah, not just in our fellowship, but in the body of Christ, oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, that you have your way, oh, God, hallelujah. We bless you right now, hallelujah, oh Lord God, that the enemy is not gaining ground tonight, oh God, but your kingdom is gaining ground tonight, hallelujah, even in our hearts, oh God, so we just glorify you, hallelujah, we set our affection on you, oh Lord God, hallelujah, we thank you, oh Lord God, for we're grateful, hallelujah, we bless your holy name, oh Lord God, hallelujah, Jesus, amen, 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 thank you, Lord, hallelujah, Hallelujah. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. And like I said, I'm not going to be before you long. I'm just going to touch on some things that the Lord just kind of gave me throughout the day, um, just as I was meditating on his word. You know, one thing that I always do and that I've learned to do um, as I've been kind of speaking or been called to speak, um, you know, and it gets rid of once you once you realize who you are and once you realize uh, uh, that it's the word of God that you should be speaking anyway. Amen. The pressure is off of you. Amen. So it doesn't matter when you're called to do whatever, to say whatever. The Lord told the disciples, uh, you know, don't worry about what you're going to say when you get before the people, but I'll give you the words to speak. And he literally does that. Literally. And so I just thank God. I just thank God for that. And my prayer is always just, Lord, have your way. You know what to say, whether it's on the spot or not. And so 
Uh, we're just going to go forth in what he has for tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm going to uh, be going over a couple of scriptures um, throughout the message, but I do want to point out uh, Romans 8 and uh, 14 through 15. We can start there. Uh, Romans 8, 14 through 15. And also we're going to look at Proverbs 18 and 21. And like I said, a few other scriptures, but those will be the main ones um, that I'll just read over. Amen. Romans 8 and 14. Um, and again, we, we just heard this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Proverbs 18 and 21. This is also familiar to us. A death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, those may seem like totally random scriptures, but they do come together. Amen. Amen. When we're dealing with sonship and, and being adopted and our, uh, our place in God and, and what we speak. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that the word is already blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And so um, one of the things, uh, a couple of things that we've been dealing with, obviously, uh, lately have been identity, have been sonship, have been adoption, have been uh, also walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit and not walking in the flesh. Um, and so um, but the main point of it all is understanding who we are understanding our identity in Christ and, and understanding our purpose while we are here. We understand that our destiny is not a place. We're not trying to get to a place, but we're trying to, we now, our destiny now is a person or becoming or maturing into a person. Amen. And so uh, we read over those scriptures, um, but, but, but I do want to touch on another a scripture that is familiar as well, but just keep that in mind. Our destiny is not a place, but our destiny is a person. Amen. And so if we look at Ephesians 4, 11 through 15, it kind of explains that. And, and this is something that we really as a fellowship should get into our spirits because this is, this is now um, the apostolic model that we're really functioning in. Amen. Ephesians 4, 11 through 15. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting or maturing of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13 is very important. Till we come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man. Again, our destiny is a, perf a person unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children. Again, we're talking about maturity here. Uh, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, verse 15, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ Jesus. Again, our purpose in this world is to mature into the full image of Christ, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If we don't know anything else, we should know that. 
Amen. That is our purpose here. And we know it just as we learn that this is achieved by walking in the spirit and being led by the spirit. That's how we achieve that, coming into the maturity of the full image of Christ, by walking in the spirit and being led by the spirit. And so uh, when we are led by the spirit, we are walking in a level of maturity. Of course, we're going on to professions perfection so there are levels so when we're walking in the spirit or when we're led by the spirit we are walking in a level of maturity and there is visible evidence of maturation of course it begins inwardly god does a work in our hearts but at some point those around you will be able to notice a difference from when you were just a babe it is just like the natural and see, I, I just love it when, when people get up here and talk and they talk about their family and stuff. Well, I can do it now. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But my daughter, she's six months right now, right? She's a baby. She is a baby. And right now, I have to do everything for her. The way that she moves, the way that she responds to things, the way that she thinks, even the way that she communicates is that of a baby. So when she gets older... When she becomes grown, not only will I just see a difference, no, I will expect a difference in her behavior, in her walk, in her talk, and in how she processes information because she has matured. That's an expectation. And so one of the main things that gauges whether we are mature or not is our talk. That's one of the main things. And so we can look back at Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. For a while, um, now I, I've been intentional in um, about the words that I say. I kind of joke around a lot, and there's many things that we just say on the fly that we're just used to saying, different sayings that we just, just, just our culture, uh, different things that we say, but we got to be careful. I think somebody preached, I believe it was Elder Jane, uh, Lady, Lady Mills, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Amen. And so specifically, some of the little things um, that we say, they, they're simple things like, um, and we think that they're harmless, you know, because we hear it so often, um, simple things like, I can't wait for this, you know, or, I can't wait for this to be over or something good. I can't wait for this to come or, or things like, I'm tired. Or things like, I just can't take it anymore. You know, I caught myself the other day, you know, and every time, you know, even with, with Johanna, she, she did, children would, would teach you so much. You know, God will just show you a whole lot of stuff. But, but, but I always stop myself. I can't wait till she gets older. I can't wait till I see this. But I can wait. I can wait. And that may sound, that may sound small and simple, but, but what are you speaking? See, it's, it's always a spirit attached to the things that you're releasing. And so if I'm saying I can't wait for everything that's coming up, now I'm wondering why I'm impatient when God is instructing me to wait. That has a lot to do with it, what we say. And so things like I'm tired or I just can't take it. Even little jokes that I say concerning my daughter or my family, like you're so crazy. He speaks of the mind. Okay, when Jojo has one of her crying fits, a lot of times I will say, uh, <laughs> but she was just acting like a little maniac today. It is funny, right? But is it funny? And I had to catch myself several times. You know, we laughed this stuff off, but I had to really check myself and stop saying those things because death and life are in my tongue. 
death and life are in my tongue. So I can't on one hand declare her or declare over her that she's a bold declarer of the word who's going to heal and cast out devils. And on the other hand, I'm going to say she's crazy. Joking or not, I'm still releasing that out of my mouth. So crazy deals with the mind, and she will have the mind of Christ. And I'm, I'm going somewhere here, and I'm going to connect back to the, to the main text, but this is important. And so I can't speak over her that she is a worshiper who worships God in spirit and in truth on one hand. And on the other hand, I call her a maniac. There is a spirit, if you read the Bible, uh, called the, the maniac spirit, and she's going to be casting that out of people. Somebody's not going to have to cast that out of her. And I'm not going to speak that over her now. And we got to be careful what we say. The power, there's power in our tongue. And I choose to release life. And so the point that I'm making with that is just based on the fact that knowing our identity. Again, we we talked about uh, walking in the flesh, walking in the spirit, and how we're talking. And so... Uh, a couple of things, and I'm skipping around. I feel like apostle tonight. Be to God. But it's so many things um, that 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 were shared, even when uh, uh, um, God was releasing about being adopted and 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 walking in the spirit and not walking in the flesh, and just decreeing uh, and declaring what God has already done, instead of talking about our situation or what we may see in front of us. And so, because there's power in our tongue. And so when we speak the opposite of what God has already said concerning us, we're actually speaking death. As little as it may seem, we're actually speaking death. It's death and life in the tongue. And so things like, I can't take this no more. This will never work. I'll never get over this struggle. We're speaking death. We're speaking death over us. You know, even things that may not seem like it's a negative thing, things like, it's hard now, but things will get better one day. Now, that sounds nice, but now we're pushing something that God has already given us into the future. So we're still causing a separation between what God has already said and what God has already done and what, we've already, what we already have. Death means separation. And every time we speak death, we separate ourselves more and more from Christ and our identity in him. You see how it connects now to Romans now. Amen? So the power of life and death is in the tongue. Again, that is so, so key when we are, uh, when we are walking in this thing. The word, you know, it doesn't take time for the word to work. The word is quick and it is powerful. It just, what takes time is when we decide to apply it. And we can apply this stuff right as soon as we hear it. It's fulfilled in our hearing. And so we can change the way we talk right now. You know, we can make it a point, and it's, and it's just casting down those imaginations. The Bible says that. They come up, but just cast it down. Change what you say. You release one thing, release the word right after it. Catch yourself because then you're now going to align yourself more and more with who God said that we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, 1 John 3 and 2, we know this was the scripture as well. <clears throat> Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Excuse me. Now we are the sons of God. 
Now we are the sons of God. Just like I stated earlier, I can't say one thing about my daughter and then declare over her in prayer another thing. I got to watch what I'm saying. And so these are the things when, when we have those thoughts that are coming to us that are, you know, we're struggling or we're this or we're this. Anything that does not align with the word of God, what we need to do is now release the word of God over that situation because that's the truth. What we're going through may be a fact, but, but the word of God is truth and it always trumps fact. Amen. One of the things that, um, that will help with that is understanding what we look at. Because what we look at is what we look like. And many times, that's what we begin to release. What are we always focusing on? What are we always looking at? What are we always commenting on? Are we always looking at the bad? Or are we looking at the good? Are we thankful? Are we looking at the bad stuff on social media? Everything that's going on around us, is that magnified to us? Or is the good magnified to us? That's the, those are the things that we have to understand because if all we're doing is taking in bad, 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 eventually that's what we're going to look like on the outside. Just like we expect to see a difference in maturation, there's going to be a difference. It's going to be seen visibly, the bad that we've been taking in. And you can't hide it. And you can't hide it. And so um, 2 Corinthians 3 and 18, um, if you can put that up. You can put it up in the Amplified, that's fine. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. Again, what you look at is what you look like. And so it says, and we all with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That's 2 Corinthians 3.18 in the Amplified Version, which I love the Amplified Version because it really points out, brings out certain points in the Scripture. Um, but, but like it says, we, um, we all, and we all with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed. That's the point that I want to pull out of that. We're progressively being transformed into the image of Christ, but that's as we look at him. As we look at him, so when we stop looking at him, then that progress is stopped. Amen. If we look at the Passion Translation, it goes kind of a little bit even deeper uh, into that. And, and it says, um, we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our face. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's good. That's good. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So the Passion Translation pretty much pulls out that we become like mirrors. You know, one version says, as we behold as in the mirror, that's the new uh, King James. But, but Passion talks about how we become like mirrors and we reflect the glory of the Lord. As we look at him, we are the mirrors. And that was just something good that I wanted to point out here. Because, again, at the end of the day, we have to understand our destiny is not a place, but it is a person. Our whole point as a body of Christ is to now grow into the full measure of the stature of Christ. And so in order to do that, we must walk in the spirit. And walking in the spirit now leads us to uh, mature and be transformed progressively into his image. Amen. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Um, there was one aspect I wanted to point out, even about just kind of knowing who you are. And it blessed me so much. Minister Dwayne preached um, a little while ago in Darlington, and he was talking about David and Goliath and going over that story. And it was something that stuck out to me, and, um, and I jotted it down. And um, I want to pull it out today, and it's nothing real long, but he was just speaking about, everybody knows the story of David and Goliath. David came. He defeated Goliath with one of his stones, bless the Lord. But th there was a there was a a, a, a statement that, that Dwayne made, Minister Dwayne made, and he said, Goliath came prepared to fight. David came standing in victory. That dropped on me like a ton of bricks when he said it, and I had to jot it down, and I was like, wow, because he was coming from the place that David knew who he was. Goliath was ready to fight. When we don't understand who we are, we understand that we start fighting all these made-up wars. We start taking on these things that we don't have to fight. Again, like Apostle showed us the, 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 the uh, example uh, the other day. Sunday, you know, we're praying for God to help us and save us, and God is saying, I've already given it to you, and we throw it right back at him. Goliath came prepared to fight because obviously he wasn't in the image of God. But David came standing in victory. Because he knew who he was. Hallelujah. That was so good to me. And when we know who we are, we now understand we don't have to fight through what the, the things that we face. We just have to face those things, understanding that God already won the battle. David was able to beat Goliath because David already knew God beat him. <laughs> he understood that. And so he wasn't intimidated by anything that Goliath was saying, anything that he was doing, how big he was, how serious the situation looked. He was not even affected by all of the armies around him that were scared. Many times we may have a measure of faith uh, that, that's higher than our peers, but, but when it's enough of them telling us the opposite of what God says, we end up falling back in line with what they're saying instead of standing firm on the word of God. We're kind of easily persuaded, and guess what? Tossed to and fro like children. There's a time where we mature in Christ where, where it doesn't matter if there's 50,000 people saying one thing, this is what God said. And if I'm the only one that's going to say what God said, then so be it. And we have to be, it's not confidence in us, but it's confidence in the word of God. It's confidence in him, and that's what gives us confidence to speak like that and not be afraid of men in their faces. Hallelujah. So that was definitely a, a, an awesome, awesome reference because knowing who you are gives you that much more of the ability to go through this life and do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, I just want to uh, kind of, switch gears just a little bit, and I am coming to a, a close. Um, but I want to talk about the word. You know, many, uh, much of what I said is, is review. We know these things, but we, we really have to begin to receive them in the proper posture, as stated. And um, we often refer to the word, the word of God as seeds. It's seeds being sown. Every time the word of God is given, the seed, there's a seed being sown. And I know many times our prayer is that the seed of the word will take root and bear fruit. I know I pray that a lot. The seed of the word will take root and bear fruit in our hearts or in the hearers' hearts. But one thing that I've realized 
is that although the seed of the word is very important and is vital to life, the environment that the seed is planted in makes all the difference in what that seed becomes or what that seed can produce. In order for that seed to take root and bear fruit, the environment it is planted in must be conducive of growth. So I know we get a good word every time we gather together. And many times, you know, this is just Bible study or this is just Sunday service or so-and-so speaking or whatever. And we, we kind of posture ourselves differently each time, not understanding that we are getting seed. But our posture now is an inward environment. Our posture causes an inward environment. And so we kind of have, the, the seed can be powerful. We talk about the word of God being powerful. So the rivers of revelation always flow and, and how good the word is. But, but, but if we are not postured properly, if we don't have that proper environment to where that seed can actually take root and bear fruit, then it doesn't mean anything how powerful the word is. And, and, and I'll back that up with, with scripture. And I didn't write it down, but... <clears throat> Um, it's in Matthew 13, I believe, um, but but um, yes, sir, and um, but none of that matters. The environment side of you is not conducive for growth. Excuse me, but that is where I was going, Apostle. Um, so, what environment have you created within yourself to receive the seed of the word? We need to ask ourselves that on a constant basis, even as we grow in Christ, because we get so relaxed once we get to a certain level, but God always wants us to progress. How is my posture now? What is my environment like now, now that I have gotten to this level? How am I receiving that seed now? So what earthly elements have you allowed into your environment that caused that seed to not be able to produce? These are just questions that you can ask yourself and, and, and touching on the, uh, the parable of the sower. So have you created a wayside environment? We know the parable of the sower, the wayside. We got the stony, we got the thorny, and we got the good, right? And he got it up there, Matthew 13 and 4. Have you um, created a wayside environment within yourself where when the word of the kingdom of God is heard but not understood, the wicked one comes and snatches it away? You understand what that means? We're hearing the word, we're getting the word, but well, I just don't understand that. That just went over my head. And we let it go like that. We don't try to find out. We don't try to understand. We just let it go. So the wicked one takes it. It's up for grabs at that point. So have I created a wayside environment within myself when receiving the word or when that seed is being sown? Do I have a stony environment where you hear the word and you immediately receive it with joy? This is probably one of the ones that we see the most. Everybody's saying amen. Everybody's jumping and shouting because the word is so good. But after service, you never go back to that word and, you, and study it. You never meditate on that word. You really never get it in your heart. And so now when tribulation and persecution comes, you immediately fall, the Bible says. That's a stony environment that I've created in my heart. It looks good at first because I'm receiving it with joy. But soon as something hard comes, soon as the situation arises, I immediately fall. Have I created a stony environment within myself? Is your inner environment a thorny one? Now, this is where when the word is sown, but the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and make you unfruitful. Now, this scripture, I think Pastor Charles preached on this some months ago, and he, and he went over that same scripture. And God pointed out to me that 
we always quote it, in the cares of this world will choke the word. Cares of this world with S, cares, cares. But the Bible says in the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. The care of this world. I've always understood that when saying the cares of this world, it's like, oh, I got this to do, I got this to do, I got this. I'm so, so busy, now I can't focus on taking hold of that word. But it's the care of the world, the care of this world, singular. This is when I care about too much of what the world cares about, the care of the world. It's not my, my personal responsibilities, per se. I just care about the world too much. The care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word. So we receive that seed, but because I'm, worried, I, I'm, I'm focused on what this person is doing, um, the system of, you know, these systems that the world has brought up that's really not um, doing anything for the kingdom. You know, they're good causes, causes. That's one, that's a good example, different causes and different things that people are standing for. I'm so worried about getting those things done and fulfilled. The care of the world. So then it chokes the word that I've been sown or that's been sown into me. So that's a thorny environment. And so the word is choked and it makes you unfruitful. I've always read that wrong as well. I thought it said, you know, it makes the word unfruitful. The word is never unfruitful. It makes you unfruitful. Sometimes you have to break it down like that so you can really understand what it's saying. God now... And these are, like I said, these are just questions that you want to ask yourself at any point in time. What environment do I have inwardly right now? Anytime the word goes forth, it is life that is being released. Life. And we may not feel like we need it right at this second, but God helps us right early. And there will be something that's going to come that we're going to now be able to pull from what has been sown because there's fruit now that we'll be able to use in those situations. God has given each and every one of us a good environment. Now, we want to ask ourselves those questions, but God's already given us a good environment to receive seed in, uh, to receive the word of God in. And why is that? It's because he's good. He's given us a good environment, and we are made in his image and likeness, so we have good <laughs> He's good. Amen? And so when seed is sown into good ground, we not only hear the word, but we also understand the word or get understanding. And the Bible says we indeed bear fruit and produce. And I believe, yes, it's up there, Matthew 13 and 23. But he that uh, receiveth seed into good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirtyfold. And there was another uh, version that says, and it, and it indeed bears fruit and produces. Again, there will be visible evidence of maturation in Christ, and that's the fruit that we bear. As we are bearing the image of Christ, we will bear fruit. Amen? The word that we received about our original identity in Christ, the word that we received on um, being agents of releasing heaven on earth, the word that we received on walking in the spirit and not the flesh, all have been sown into good ground, and they all have been sown into a good environment. It all has. Every seed. And I'm speaking by faith right now, but I believe that every seed that we have gotten, even over these 14, 15 years, every seed has been sown in good ground. And I believe that every seed shall take root and it will bear fruit. 
And I believe that we're seeing some of that fruit even now, and we're going to see more. I believe that we are people who are truly repenting. We're, we're people that are changing the way that we think by putting on the mind of Christ and are gaining access to and walking in the adopted or adapted life, and all that comes with it. I really believe that. I really believe that. And we are going to continue to go on to perfection. We are going to continue to grow and mature in Christ until we all come to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ in the body of Christ. That is our destiny. And as we become like him, we will do like he does and more. As the word says, we are agents of releasing heaven on earth, and we can do that the more we look like him. And so every time we receive the word, we need to uh, examine our posture and just repent and fix it and then receive the seed that's given so that it can take root and bear fruit in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father God, we just bless you and we praise you even now. Lord God, we just thank you for the seed. We bless your name. Hallelujah, Lord God, that your seed is taking root even right now, and we shall see the fruit thereof. Some 100, some 60, some 30-fold, oh, Lord God. We bless your name right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that your word has fallen not on deafened ears, oh God, but ears that are open to hear, oh Lord God, hearts that are open to receive, minds that understand or will get understanding, oh God. We just thank you right now in the name of Jesus, oh Lord God, that you even have your way Oh, Lord God, even as we get ready to leave this place, oh, Lord God, have your way, oh, God. Let all the word and the prophecy and the revelation that we've gotten over all this time, let it stir up in us again. Oh, Lord God, remind us again. Let us go back to our notes again. Provoke us again, oh, Lord God, that we, uh, that we properly honor, Lord God, and steward, oh, Lord God, the, the, the oil, the water, Lord God, the rivers that you have given us, oh, Lord God, so that you can give us more, Lord God. We don't want to be found with nothing, and, and then what we have is taken, oh, Lord God, but we want more to be added. Oh, God, to what you've given. So we bless your name right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We glorify your name right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, you'll give more, oh, God, because we've chosen to steward what you've given us. Oh, Lord God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus that as your word is living and breathing, oh, Lord God, it'll continue to move upon our hearts, oh, Lord God. It'll continue to transform us even as we leave this place, as we sleep, oh, Lord God, from the youngest to the oldest, oh, Lord God. We bless you and we praise you and we glorify you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen.